Hello and welcome to this audio recording for the weekly research roundup for research published between the 26th of June and the 3rd of July 2023. I'm Katrina Pez, the research correspondent of the ME Association. There have been nine new ME-CFS studies and 20 new long COVID studies this week. We have highlighted one of the ME-CFS studies in more detail. Paper 6 is a preprint, meaning it has not been peer-reviewed and the science verified which delves into finding a biomark for ME-CFS and long COVID. The study specifically focuses on increased levels of circulating fibronectin, depleted IgM and heightened reactivation of EPV and HSV1. This study involved a lot of complex science and interactions which builds on previous work on herpes virus reactivation. The team strongly believe that herpes virus reactivation is a key mechanism in ME-CFS and long COVID development. In summary, the basic findings of this research are Epstein-Barr virus, EBV and HSV1 reactivation cause the enzyme DTPase to be produced in an antibody response. In producing this, this causes increased circulating fibronectin, FN1, levels to increase in the serum, which is a multifunctional adhesive glycoprotein that plays a role in tissue repair and in regulating cell attachment and mobility. As well as this, this enzyme causes a depletion in natural IMG against fibronectin, which is the initial antibody response to the adaptive immune system in the response to a foreign pathogen. These findings are also found to correlate with disease severity and are present in non-COVID and CFS. Herpes DPTase protein is also shown to cause cellular damage. Non-COVID and ME-CFS are shown to be molecularly similar but also can be distinguished between. This research is from Bupes Prashti's research group over which there has been a lot of driven hype about. The research involved a large international collaboration of 35 scientists with several different small studies being reported in. It may, therefore, have been better just to report on one area, focusing on well-designed strong studies, instead of the large mix that is presented in this long paper. A lot of causation needs to be taken from these results. Firstly and foremost, the results have not been verified, and to fully establish a biomarker, significantly more replication and research is needed. Another concern over this research is the lack of consistency used when drawing conclusions between groups, with different statistical methods being used. Therefore, some of the methodological approaches could be questioned in this study as to whether they are manipulating data just to find results. Furthermore, when looking at the results in greater detail, it's only those with severe ME that can be identified from healthy controls. Therefore, the biomarker is not universal in its application. The study is also written in a way that findings are immediately ready for dissemination, but this is not the case. Hopefully some of the problems will be ironed out in the peer review process. Please note we have also covered some of the points of this research in a previous conference report. Thank you for listening to this audio recording of the week's research roundup. I will be back next week with the next instalment.